It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. A big week in British Speedway kicked off with one of the greatest meetings you're ever likely to see. Bellevue edged out a narrow 46-44 advantage over Peterborough from the first leg in a thrilling Premiership Grand Final at the National Speedway Stadium in Manchester. And they hold on for a three-all, and that was a sensational piece of team riding late on from the Peterborough boys. They've only been beaten by two points. An incredible night of Speedway, and of course it's only half-time in the tie. We will hear from Peterborough's star man, Scott Nichols. We've also got an extended chat with Peterborough's Ulrich Ostergaard on the way as well, plus for the Aces, Steve Worrell and Tom Brennan. We'll also get the thoughts of Eurosport's Kelvin Tatum looking back on that action from Monday night and looking ahead to a full weekend at the National Speedway Stadium ahead of the Speedway of Nations. We've also got the thoughts of British Speedway Promoters Limited director Chris Louie looking back on the 2021 season and ahead to the task facing British Speedway heading into 2022. And something for the Wolves fans still to look forward to. Obviously, it wasn't to be in the Premiership playoffs, but still got Rory Schlein's farewell meeting. We'll get an update from Rory before the end of this week's episode. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Well, first to the National Speedway Stadium, where what an advert in front of the TV cameras we had for Speedway as a whole. An absolutely tremendous meeting. If you haven't seen it yet, please do try and catch some of the highlights when they're repeated on TV over the coming days. Bellevue edged a narrow 46-44 advantage over Peterborough from the first leg of a thrilling Premiership Grand Final in Manchester. The Aces were 10 points up with four races remaining, but back-to-back 5-1s from the Panthers in Heat 12 and 13 brought them right back into contention ahead of Thursday's return. Dan Bewley with 15 and skipper Steve Worrell on 13 both won four races for the home side. Also, visitors again had to dig deep after Hans Anderson was ruled out following a frightening crash in Heat 3. But captain Scott Nichols led by example with 14 plus 1 and that man Chris Harris once again delivering the goods, scoring 10 plus 1 on the night and a trademark bomb round the outside. Chris Harris coming on strong, having a real go! We've got one left to go! 
as a measure of desperation, here he comes, into turn three and four, have the aces done enough, no. and it's coming around the outside, Harris has split them, oh. Harris has split them, <laughs> wow, that is unbelievable speedway here, at the National Speedway Stadium, it's a 4-2 to the Manchester side, but more heroics from that man, a truly remarkable speedway rider, Chris Harris, what a ride from Chris Harris. One of the many great heats of Speedway at the National Speedway Stadium from Monday night. Um, Chris Harris there going from fourth to second, uh, pretty much on the final bend of that race to rescue some vital points for the Peterborough Panthers. So Dad's Army do it again then. Scott Nichols, led by example, had probably, I think, his best ever night at the National Speedway Stadium. And what a time to find that form. Here he is speaking with Dave Rowe. Scott Nichols, that was one massive effort by Peterborough to, from where you were to get back into a situation where you can still win this thing? A hundred percent, obviously, um, you know, to, to lose hands early on, I mean, I, I feel absolutely terrible. I mean, so racing, I couldn't do anything. You feel bad when you knock anyone off, when it's your teammate, and yeah, it kind of um, really unsettled things for a little bit early on, um, but we did, we, we dug in, um, and life to be eight or ten down or whatever, to come way two down with a half-built team, and Palm Tree still got his finger problems and stuff, so yeah, it was a remarkable performance. Uh, sets us up for Thursday. Um, I guess it goes to show that we're in it for the long haul and we want to win it. As you say, unavoidable. It was so tight on that start-finish line. Hand sort of lifted, came across into you, and there's nothing you can do from there, is there? No, and, and as he came across, I kind of picked a little bit of grip up just going into the corner. I could obviously see what was happening, but there's no way I could get across in time, and my footrest went in his front wheel, and you know, obviously went down really hard, and... Um, yeah, massive blow. Hans is, you know, Hans is a huge part of the team. Not just what he does riding wise, but you know, everyone's witnessed the, the team spirit we have in the team, and, and Hans is a big part of that. So, that's uh, a massive blow. But um, we'll soldier on. We'll do the best we can and uh, see if we can pull out the win. After that, have you ever ridden this circuit better? One minute you were team riding with Young Jordan, then you're beating Dan Bewley around here. Is that your your best ever night round here? I'm making a note of it. That's right. It scored more points tonight than I have all season. <laughs> so, you know what? It's uh, uh, Everyone did their bit. Everyone dug in. Uh, I'm delighted that I had a good one tonight because um, it's not my best track. I like it, but it, I have had in different results here. So, um, yeah, let's just keep that momentum going for Thursday. Thursday, one more big push, big crowd behind you. Anything can still happen, can't it? And it can. You know, we, we've been good at Bellevue this season. They've been good at our place. So, uh, we knew it was going to be a tough competition right from the word go. Um, but, obviously, we... We want to get that win. We want our dad's army to be on top. Thanks, Scott. Brilliant, matey. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, sets it up nicely for Thursday night, doesn't it, for the return at uh, Peterborough, which will also be live on TV at the East of England Arena. Let's hear from a couple of the Bellevue aces right now. Uh, first of all, reserve Tom Brennan, who's wearing a sombrero hat and chatting to Hayley Bromley. I'm with Tom Brennan, our rising star. Tom, 46 points to 44. Not quite the lead we were hoping to take, not quite the lead we had at the halfway stage, but it is a lead nonetheless that we take to Peterborough. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely not the lead we wanted, um, but it's a lead. And a, uh, and a, uh, and a uh, win's a win, so for us it's great. It's definitely momentum on our side. So uh, our, uh, our track record's been good at Peterborough, so there shouldn't be any reason why we can't come home with the trophy. A couple of guys did struggle tonight. Obviously, uh, Jai Etheridge, very uncharacteristic bike problems, I think. Hopefully he gets those sorted out for Thursday. Can we go all the way at the East of England Arena? Yeah, as you say, um, um, Jai was very unfortunate this evening. I mean, all year he has, he has put the big points in almost every single meeting. So for him, it's obviously pretty unfortunate. But he, he sort of carried not only my weight, but he's also carried the team's weight at, at times. So for him, it's uh, pretty 
pretty frustrating when it's like that, you know, obviously when there's a bike problem like that. But um, And also Brady not being here, you know, obviously that was a pretty big thing. Um, he's obviously been with us through the whole year and uh, unfortunately had a crash. So, uh, But, you know, he's obviously in and out of the pit, so that's obviously great. But um, like I said before, I really, really do not see a reason why we can't go to Peterborough now and uh, go and clean up. So. I mean, you've given those guys plenty to think about tonight. This is the first time we've beaten Peterborough at home, so that's a step in the right direction. 15 heats to go. It's still anyone's game at this point. Exactly. Um, Speedway is very, very um, um, unpredictable, so you really don't know what's going to come next. But I know for sure, you know, we're obviously going to be there. We're going to be ready. We're going to be committed. And uh, we definitely want to bring that league home. You know, I think it's been far too many years since Bellevue's won. So hopefully we can take that league uh, league win and uh, bring the trophy back. Tom Brennan, congratulations tonight. Best of luck for Thursday. Thank you very much. Yeah, what a week for Tom Brennan, by the way, uh, appearing in the Premiership Grand Final and then this weekend in the Speedway of Nations, named as the under-21 rider and racing against some of the best in the world. And uh, that's got to be a fantastic achievement. Well done to Tom Brennan because he's uh, he's had a terrific season and and, and great reward. And we'll talk more about the Speedway of Nations a little later on. Uh, Kelvin Tatum will be previewing that and we'll get Kelvin's thoughts on this meeting in just a few moments, uh, along with uh, the thoughts of Ulrich Ostergaard, who of course has played such a, a big part in Peterborough's team this season and then missed out right at the very end. So we'll we'll hear from Ulrich uh, very soon too. Right now, back to the uh, Aces pits. Dave Rowe is with Steve Worrell, who had uh, a good night really himself. He got 13 points, won four races for the home side. He and Dan Bewley were spearheading the uh, Aces attack on Monday night and he's been reflecting on that meeting with Dave. Stevie, that was one very, very intense meeting. Bellevue have won it by two points. Could have been more, but you do take a lead to Peterborough. Yeah, um, it's a shame, really, you know, to throw away what they were having, eight-point lead at one point. It's, uh, yeah, a little bit disappointing, but overall, we're, we're taking, a, taking a, an advantage of two points, so, you know, we're better than nothing. Um, and looking forward to Peterborough, you know, the last few times we've been there, we all seem to ride it really well, and obviously we've won both times. So taking taking that away, I think I'm having that extra two points. You now, hopefully, we can finish the job. You have real speed, particularly the first half of the meeting. You reeled off four straight wins. Look, look fast. Did something change track-wise or setup-wise later on? Uh, not really. I, I didn't kind of. I lost the, my edge out the gate. Some last two heats. I don't know why. Um, yeah, lost to just look into that. But I felt like I had the speed on the track. It's just. When you're trying to fight your way through, especially against such experienced guys, you know, you've got Scotty and Bomber or Biane, you know, in almost every heat, you think, you, you, yeah, you got your work cut out. So, now, fair play to the to the Panthers, they, they come back at us and, yeah, they, they broke that lead down and, yeah, well done to them, but start again on uh, Thursday. Yeah, you mentioned it before, Bellevue's record at Peterborough this year is really impressive. You've won both times. You've won well both times by yeah. double figures, so no reason why you can't go down and do it again. No, that's it. It's a track we all seem to enjoy riding and uh, we've, we've got a lot of power at reserve there. I think Jai, Jai likes the place, Tom likes the place, so you know that'll flip itself around and obviously if you look at the, the points from reserve tonight from Peterborough, you know, astronomical, you know, need a calculator to add it all up, but um, yeah, hopefully, roll reversed on Thursday. We'll get some firepower from our reserves and yeah, finish the job. 
fantastic meeting. We look forward to more of you on Thursday. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely terrific evening. And uh, Steve Worrell there, firmly playing his part in proceedings. And part two will be Thursday night then. It's Peterborough versus Bellevue, live on Eurosport 2 at 7.30. Do not miss it. It's going to be a cracker, and it's all set up perfectly with just a couple of points in it. And, of course, the commentary team for that will be Nigel Pearson and Kelvin Tatum. And after witnessing a terrific evening of Speedway at the National Speedway Stadium, it was all back to the hotel bar for debriefing and cocktails. Well, we're back at the hotel after what can only be described as a sensational Speedway meeting, Kelv, between Bellevue and Peterborough. Um, just sum up your thoughts. Well, uh, it was sensational. It was a staggering uh, fight back by the Panthers. Losing Hans Anderson early on was a, a big blow. Um, and you've got to say that the Aces held the upper hand. And I think they will be disappointed. They have to be disappointed to be 10 points up, but only actually win the meeting by two points. Um, I thought that the, the Aces would squeak it tonight. And in the end, that's all they did. Um, and that was after some miraculous speedway. I've got to, I've got to say, you and I, well, I think you pointed out, man of the match was Scott Nichols. Nichols was vintage tonight, and uh, the effort from the Panthers was was extraordinary. But I think I said it actually on live was that um, it was, the speedway was a winner tonight. It was it was a brilliant advert for British speedway. Yes, and and I think you know to showcase it to a wider audience as well on television is a bonus because it shows mm. that despite all the doom and gloom, and there is doom and gloom in the sport mm. in this country, despite all that, you know there's still a heck of a lot of good going on in British Speedway. Yes, and we're fortunate to have this stadium and this track, um, and you know it it isn't all rosy. You're right, um, and you know some of the clubs are struggling, but. This is just a little bit of a relief from that, and it gives us all a little bit of a boost. A big crowd, a big crowd, good weather, two teams riding out of their skins, fighting for their lives. Some of the effort was almost over the top. You know, when Charles Wright's tearing, tearing the fence down, going down the start and finish straight, I mean, crikey. And then comes out in the very next race and doesn't seem to have been affected by that, whatever. So... Yeah, it was it was it was incredible stuff. How worried would Rob Lyon have been when he's sided ten points down with four races to go and he's lost Hans Anderson? Well, the writing was on the wall. He must have been seriously concerned. You know, he would have remained upbeat. He would have been positive in his interviews, but deep down, he would have thought this is slipping away from us. You know, we're going to have to turn the tables big style on Thursday. I think he must be immensely proud of his team to the way they fought back. Those two consecutive five ones late on in heats 12 and 13, you just couldn't see it coming. And that's what makes the playoffs so exciting because it looked like it was only going one way. And as it transpired, um, it's now game on. It's, it's still very much up in the air. Also up in the air is the situation with Peterborough. We know Ulrich Ostergaard is out. We know that Hans Andersen, in all likelihood, will probably be out. Um, work for Rob Lyon to do to patch up his side. I think he'll be making a few calls now. I think his phone will be red hot over the next 24 hours, that's for sure. He'll be looking at the averages, looking at riders available. You've got Sheffield riders now, of course, as well as Kings Lynn and Ipswich riders available. So, Wolverhampton riders possibly as well. You know, you're looking at, I think it's a 7.05 average that Anderson's got. So, I don't know. You know, there are, at least he's probably got one or two riders that he can potentially look to replace him. If it is confirmed as concussion, 
then there's quite likelihood that he won't be able to ride on Thursday. And of course, by the time this is played out on the British Speedway podcast, we may know more. This has mm. been recorded back in the hotel bar, yeah. in the bar, um, after the meeting, because we retired to the bar to consider the action that we've just enjoyed. And, and <clears throat> as a commentary uh, job, then events like that, Kelv, I mean, you know I work in different sports, football, darts and speedway. You've worked in speedway commentary longer than I have. Um, it makes a job a pleasure, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes it easy yeah. um, because, you know, you haven't got to find, you know, a description for another 5-1, you know, when, when it's one-sided. It was wonderful racing on two counts, the effort that was being put in by both sides and the scoreline. I mean, you know, it was just going all the way the aces. It was going for the aces all the way down the line. And there were some performance. Michael Palm Toff coming up with some staggering performances when he needed Harris. I mean, Bjarni Pedersen finding. Jordan Palin started so well, didn't he? Faded a little bit at the end, but certainly did his job. So um, Stevie Worrell, you know, going great guns. Uh, and as I say, um, our league is not as strong as it was, once was. We don't lead the world, but that advert tonight stacks up against anything I've witnessed over the last two decades. I'm pretty sure that even Max Frick, who was here tonight watching... He was probably watching and thinking, this is anything. This is good as anything I've seen in the extra league of this year. And I bet you he's a touch envious because he's a racer. He's a Grand Prix man. He's riding at the weekend for his country. But he would have been looking at that thinking, cool, I fancy being involved in that because it was such, such an exciting night. So, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely would have stacked up against anything in Sweden or Poland. What about Thursday then as a final thought? Mm-hmm. I know it's pretty raw after we've just seen 15 breathtaking races tonight. Mm -hmm. Let's cast it forward to Thursday. Two points advantage to Bellevue. What's going to happen Thursday night? Well, I, I just coming into the playoffs, I, fan, I, fine, I fancied Peterborough. I thought that they were the favourites um, and I thought they'd win. I thought that Bellevue would win tonight, but Peterborough would win overall. They're still up against it because Bellevue have won at the East of England Arena and they go round there and they are to all intents and purposes, a fitter team. You know, there's a few issues going on with, you know, Louis Kerr didn't quite go as well as he would have liked tonight. They've got issues over Hans Anderson and Michael Palmtoft. He's struggling there. One of the fingers completely broken. I mean, crikey. I mean, just getting the glove on must be an absolute nightmare. Um, but that doesn't deter them, does it? It isn't holding them back. I'm going with Peterborough, but it's, it's going to be a roller coaster again like tonight, I'm sure. I'll go for Bellevue then. Kel, thanks so much. See you Thursday. You're very welcome. And you'll see Nigel and Kelvin on your telly Thursday night, 7.30 on Eurosport 2. And more to come from Nigel and Kelvin in this podcast as well, looking ahead to the Speedway of Nations. And also that um, test match that's been announced between Great Britain and Poland, which is uh, going to be tremendous, and that's at Glasgow next week. So uh, more on that to come in a little while. Let's hear now from the Wolves team manager, Peter Adams, because, of course, it was was uh, Peterborough who made it through to the grand final at the expense of Wolves, despite Wolves really dominating the the league table through the course of much of the season, you've got to say. And things really just came unstuck at the wrong point in the season there. Let's hear from Pete Adams now. And he's been summing up the Wolves season with Mike Taylor of BBC WM. It's been a season where obviously it's come from extraordinary circumstances at the start with the restricted attendances and the late start to to at least with filling venues like this and Monmouth Green towards the 
end of the season. So what was disappointing for Wolves tonight is at least the sport has, to that extent, got itself back on its feet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we, as, as you say, it was a very uh, difficult start for us. Um, but, you know, once those restrictions were lifted, you know, the Wolverhampton fans poured in in their numbers and we've been very grateful for their support, obviously. It's just a shame that we couldn't give them you know, the ultimate contest to watch at the end of the season. Yeah. Do you make any plans at this stage for next season? Obviously, the regulations and the leagues are all a bit in abeyance, or is there anything you can do before that? Um, not really. You know, I think there's a, there's a lot of brain power wasted on, um, on that aspect. We need to see, you know, obviously we need, we, you know, we, we know Chris and I, how many members of this team we want you know, wearing our colours next season. But before you can, you know, finalise those kind of plans, we need to know what the rules and regulations are going to be. And indeed, in Wolverhampton's case, how many teams are going to be in the league? Because I think Chris has made it quite clear that if it's six again, you know, Wolverhampton won't be one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think most people I speak to would agree that six is just, just not viable in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, 10 league matches in a... 20 odd week season which incidentally used to be 30 weeks you know when I first started 15th of March to the 31st of October and you would run at home every single you know one of those Mondays that's not the case now but obviously you know this um, this quantity of teams is um, not viable um, it's not quite over for the promotion for this year of course you've got the, the Olympic to come which is which is a, a big occasion great tradition and Rory's farewell meeting, and uh, I, I think we should say something about him in advance of that, because he's given the sport in this country great service, and latterly in his career has given Wolverhampton great service to Absolutely, I couldn't uh, echo that you know any more strongly. He's, um, it's been an absolute you know pleasure working with him, and um, I'm just hoping that you know return trips to Australia become that restrictive that he can't go when he'll do another season with us. <laughs> I doubt that, but uh, it, it'd be nice because he's been uh, he's been a great servant, you know, to um, to British Speedway in general, and in the last few years, you know, Wolverhampton in particular. Well, interesting comments there from Peter Adams on uh, his thoughts looking ahead to 2022. Of course, need to wait for the AGM to take place. And uh, one of the people who, of course, is uh, right at the top table of British Speedway is Chris Louie, who's one of the directors of British Speedway Promoters Limited. And we will hear from Chris Louie his thoughts on how 2021's gone and uh, one or two uh, hints as to where perhaps things might need to uh, change in British Speedway heading into 2022 on the way. On the subject of Rory Schlein's farewell meeting which takes place on Monday, Peter Adams paying tribute to Rory in that piece that we just heard with with Mike Taylor. Um, Let's hear from Rory Schlein himself. He's been giving Nigel Pearson a little update on preparations for his farewell meeting next Monday. Really looking forward to you know my meeting on the 18th. It's been a busy year and um, with everything going on with Covid and delaying the season and not, not, not knowing when to to run run my meeting and get a date and um, uh, obviously working full time job it's uh, it's been a flat out season also he's trying to trying to get organised to to go back home to Australia so um, just yeah really glad that it, it's it's almost upon us uh, the lineup's looking really really good um, very happy with the lineup you know it's a little bit unfortunate hands has had to pull out due to injury 
Um, uh, but we've got a good replacement in uh, with Nick Morris. Uh, so, you know, the lineup's good. We've got a, a mixture of youth and experience and friends and, and, and guys that I've, I've been training with with the No Limits. So it's going to have a little bit of everything, and I just hope everyone can enjoy it. Um, you know, more or less 22 years coming, the curtain's coming down on it. And, uh, you know, I just, just want to try and enjoy it. I had my testimonial back in 2015, and it, you know, I, I struggled to enjoy it because I was so busy and, and just was, so, you know, just so uh, snowed under with all the organising. Where this year, um, yourself, uh, Stephanie Babb have, have taken a lot of stress and pressure off me with, with getting stuff done and organised. And uh, 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 Chris Van Stratton as well has taken a lot on for me. And um, you know, y- without you guys, you know, we would not have uh, got this plate, uh, got the meeting over the line. So. Um, yeah, you know, um, roll on uh, Monday night, 7.30. Uh, I'll be doing my rain dance, so, you know, to keep the, keep the clouds away. And, um, you know, I just really, really hope, you know, everyone can turn out and enjoy the night. Yeah, what a fantastic evening it promises to be as well. That full lineup then for the Rory Schlein farewell meeting. Um, it is Rory Schlein himself, of course, riding. Um, Ryan Douglas, Dan Bewley, Scott Nichols, Adam Ellis. Hans Anderson was due to be riding, but as uh, you've heard, he's uh, had to pull out of that and will be replaced by Nick Morris. Danny King, Drew Kemp, Jason Doyle, Tom Brennan, Jason Crump, Chris Harris, Sam Masters, Luke Beck, and Anders Rowe. Um, an absolutely uh, phenomenal lineup, you've got to say. Great lineup of, of riders there. And um, the likes of uh, Jason Doyle, for example, riding uh, in Britain for the first time this season, I believe. And uh, great to have Jason Crump involved in there as well. So a mix of uh, the the um, guys that uh, probably he uh, he grew up and, and started his career with and some of the youngsters that he's helped in their development to, to this day as well. So uh, a good mix of uh, youth and experience for the Rory Schlein farewell meeting and that takes place on Monday night at Monmore Stadium. Okay, on the way on No Breaks, No Fear next we're going to hear from Chris Louie, Director of British Speedway Promoters Limited looking back on how 2021 has gone because of course at the start of this season in March or April we didn't know how the season was going to look we didn't know if we're going to make it to this point and thankfully we have and a look ahead to what might lie in store for 2022 as well and we'll also hear from Ulrich Ostergaard, who played such a big role in Peterborough getting to where they are and in the Premiership playoff final. Uh, but unfortunately, injury struck just as he was really on the best form of his career. And we'll hear from Ulrich Ostergaard uh, in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Still to come, we're going to hear from Ulrich Ostergaard, who's going to be reflecting on a fantastic 2021 for him personally, for both Peterborough and the the Glasgow Tigers before his season came to an abrupt end with injury not so long ago. And Nigel Pearson and Kelvin Tatum look ahead to the Speedway of Nations as some of the world's best converge on the National Speedway Stadium in Manchester this weekend. Right now, though, let's hear from Chris Louie, one of the board of directors of British Speedway promoters. Limited. Now, 
Episode one of No Breaks, No Fear featured Chris Louie along with Rob Godfrey. And at that point, we were in April and we were looking ahead to what the season may or may not look like. There were so many unknowns. And frankly, just getting through the year was the aim, what with everything that was going on at the time and not knowing how the restrictions would pan out. As it turned out, we've had some fairly decent racing, even as recently as this week, of course. So let's get an update now from Chris Louie and how he thinks 2020 has gone and a look ahead to what 2022 might have in store and the areas British Speedway is looking to work on and I started by putting it to Chris about that comment that we made in April about getting through 2021 Chris w- would you stand by that and what's your assessment on how this season has gone as a whole? I would stand by that I mean yeah you're right as when we spoke um, back in April it was gearing up for a season of complete unknowns we, we just didn't really know how things would pan out um they panned out okay as it happens. You know, um, it's well documented that a, a few clubs have, have struggled. Um, Newcastle, Birmingham, Eastbourne, obviously. Um, but to be honest, you know, I think the clubs individually handled the restrictions and, and everything that went with that quite well. A lot of hard work, obviously, as you said, went into it, uh, particularly from the BSPL side to, to put things in place pre-season. Um, and then the goalposts sort of started to move, thankfully in the right direction. Um, wasn't quite soon enough for, for some clubs. Uh, I think it went back um, at least a month from, from where it was originally going to be when we started the season. Um, and, and a few clubs had to take a bit of a, a bit of a um, sort of summer break or pre-summer break as it was, um, and, and, and you know lose a few dates. But um, that's had to be tagged on to the back end. That's given us a very busy schedule towards the end of the season but um, you know I think in general things have gone as well as, as they probably could have done and um, some of the things that you were particularly um, in, in, pleased to, to get into this season, the, the changes to the youth development, of course, with um, the Premier Junior League racing after some of the bigger fixtures and um, the Rising Star programme as well as I think been a, a big success. And we've seen those Rising Star riders really improve over the course of this this season in their, in their Premier League lineups. Yeah, it has been a big success. Um, you know, we, we need to um, sort of speed up the progression of these riders. And, and this year, with, with the inception of the Rising Star programme, has, has, has done that um, for a few, not as many as we would like. But, you know, that's always going to evolve as, as time goes on. And, and we need to stick with it. We need to uh, make it bigger. And, and I think it's already proven this year, just, just with the, the start that we've made, that um, it can have that effect and that's exactly what we need. So I'm, I'm really pleased with the way it's gone. Um, you know, there, there's a few riders have really sort of grabbed grabbed that opportunity with, with both hands and, and made it work for them. So uh, it's down to us now to, to evolve that and, and make it bigger and better. Obviously still the AGM and everything to come, but um, your attention, no doubt, for both Ipswich and for British Speedway in general, looking to, to 2022 now. Is the Rising Star programme something that's likely to be expanded? A few um, a few managers have, have mentioned that they would like to see that um, you know, increased and, and that, that sort of system working a little bit um, on a greater scale, perhaps, in British Speedway next year, for example. Absolutely. Um, you know, as I said, I think... Um, with what we've done this year on, on a relatively small scale, it's it's shown that it does work and can be made to work. So we need we need to grow it. It's um, we've got to stick with it. We've got to make it bigger and better, as I said. And um, you know, I, I can't say exactly right now. As you say, we're sort of going in towards the AGM, and there's a lot of talks going on at the moment, various meetings um, with the leagues and and t- together and, and separately. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot to come out in the next, I would say, month or so. 
which will will involve a lot of talks around the Rising Star programme and, and how that can be um, grown as quickly as possible. Some of the other problems that have been encountered have been both related to COVID, of course, COVID restrictions, but also Brexit affecting um, travel between other other countries around Europe and, and riders being able to get visas where previously they could just come, but now there's a big um, application process involved. And you yourself have been victim to that at Ipswich with, uh, for example, Nikolai Clint, um, finding that um, you know the, the logistics just didn't work out um, this season. That's not to say that they won't in in a subsequent season. And also the restrictions in Poland as well, with the with the top league restricting riders in where they can ride if they're part of the extra league. What can British Speedway do to uh, be more in command of uh, and, and in control of their destiny and, and future? Yeah, um, a lot of things have sort of converged all at the same time to make life, you know, a lot more difficult than, than maybe it has been. Um, you know, the, the thing with the pandemic, you used Nikolai as an example, um, hopefully was a one-off. You know, Nikolai wouldn't have just jumped ship and, and changed his mind if there wasn't very good reason and the, and the pandemic and everything that went around that and the travel restrictions was that reason. So, um, yeah, th- th- this year was made so much more difficult in so many ways because of so many different things, you know, the pandemic, Brexit, um, and of course, Poland's decision. So, uh, you know, it's something that, that we've got to get over, um, we will get over, and, and we've got to improve our lot. And, and you know, there's there's lots of things, discussions and things going on right now that I feel will enable that to happen um, and probably speed that pro- that progress up um, from our point of view quicker than I thought possibly it could do. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very positive that the next couple of months is going to bring about some change that's going to allow the sport in this country to get back to where it, it belongs really at, at the top of World Speedway. And from a promoter's point of view, the the million dollar task really is to to get people through the gates, isn't it? Get new fans through the gates, people who've never experienced the sport and get them to attend a few times and hopefully get them into being a, a Speedway fan, um, as well as, of course, getting the people in who are you know, what you might call established fans. Um, how do we do that? How do we get new fans through the gates in this day and age when there's so many other uh, ways to spend your time and, and, and ways to spend your money? Yeah, the sport needs to make itself attractive, certainly to the younger generation. Um, we, we've got a bit of a, bit of a gap there. Uh, that situation is improving, albeit slowly. Um, there's so many things around it. Um, you know, the sport's got to get um, just simply more competitive in this country. Uh, we've got to get you know, some of the top riders back, we've, we've got to, um, you know, get our crop of British um, young riders moving faster and becoming, you know, stars for the future. Um, and and it's, I don't think it's um, any coincidence that, you know, the sport um, crowd numbers have, have dipped along with, with losing clubs. We've got gaps around the country, you know, and when you don't have these local derbies, um, which a lot of clubs don't have anymore, uh, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna lose fan base up and down the country just because of the big gaps we've got around the country in terms of no speedways. So, um, you know, I, we've got to find ways of bringing um, tracks back, and I don't, I don't just mean old ones because most of those tracks have gone, and so are their stadiums. But we, we need to we need to be building new tracks around the country and filling those gaps. 
Well, one way that we're going to certainly get um, a lot more Polish fans into one of the British stadiums is um, by this test match, which has been uh, announced, taking place at Glasgow next week. And uh, a Great Britain team, a very strong Great Britain team featuring uh, Ty Wuffenden, Dan Bewley, uh, Robert Lambert, and uh, a Polish side uh, featuring Bartosz Szmarszlik, Dominik Kubera, Matze Janowski, uh, amongst others. Obviously, there's, there's six in, in, each, uh, in each team. Um, a great advert for, for British Speedway and, and quite a coup to have riders of that calibre all meeting together at Glasgow. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's fantastic for, for Glasgow. You know, we all know that they're a, a progressive club. Um, and, and it's it's great for them to be staging the event. Team GB, um, Rob Painter and, and all the support he gets commercially from, from the various sponsors that Team GB have got have uh, obviously collaborated and, and worked together and worked hard to, to bring this you know, to our shores. And it's something that you know, we've been missing for so long. I mean, they, they were great days in my racing days when whenever we had a, a test series against Sweden, Denmark, a lot against Australia at the time, uh, occasionally against um, the USA. And for me, they they were massive. You know, nothing nothing better than pulling on the the uh, three lions and and giving my all for for uh, countries. So um, yeah, really looking forward to that. And you know, they've, they've come back with a bang with this one because um, you know, in World Speedway, it doesn't get a lot tougher than that. A few weeks ago, we spoke with Peter Fasena of the Glasgow Tigers, and, and we did touch on the importance of uh, for for Glasgow tapping into the Glasgow Polish community, and, and to that end, Glasgow have got a well, they've got a Polish rider in their team. They've also got a Polish Facebook page, um, and we saw the reaction from the Polish community when um, Tobias Muzilak raced in the GP qualifier um, earlier this summer, and they made a lot of noise. A lot turned out. So to have a full strength Polish national team there. With Bartosz Szmarszlik in the lineup, uh, along with Tobias Musilak and, uh, and Matze Janowski, it's, it's going to be a big event, a wonderful atmosphere, and, uh, and a great occasion for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there, there's Polish communities um, around every major town, in particular, and, and Glasgow has uh, quite a few Polish uh, residents. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's great for them, and um, you know, it's what it's all about. It will be nice to see plenty of uh, red and white to go with the red, white, and blue, and see who comes out on top. <laughs> Chris Louis, director of British Speedway Promoters Limited and, of course, promoter himself at uh, the Ipswich Witches. If I can give a shameless plug, um, my other podcast, which is called Humans of Speedway, returns this Thursday. Chris Louis is the guest, so we'll find out all about the backstory with Chris Louis. Um, his appearances in World Finals, he appeared in the very first Cardiff Grand Prix and uh, of course was the captain of that great 1998 Ipswich team as well along with Thomas Golub and um, Tony Rickardson in your lineup. It was it's quite incredible so uh, that will be out this Thursday. Just search for Humans of Speedway on your podcast app of choice. Now let's um, talk about Peterborough Panthers because um, well as they get to the grand final uh, and of course they're halfway through that at the time of recording with the second part to come this Thursday with a chance of claiming uh, ultimate glory in uh, British Speedway's premiership. One rider who will not be in the lineup is Ulrich Ostergaard but uh, he has been a major part of their success this season and part of that dad's army team as such. Unfortunately he uh, succumbed to injury a few weeks ago and that's going to be something that uh, he'll not be recovered from until uh, the closed season 
season, but hopefully back in time for 2022. We'll get an update and a look back on an incredible season for Ulrich Ostergaard with Ryan Guest. Well, Uli, um, it's obviously been a, a strange 2021 season. Um, is it fair to say you were probably in the former year career when uh, when that crash up happened at Edinburgh? Yeah, I would say so. Actually, you know, uh, you know, I had a bad 19. Uh, for 2020 was was out, and uh, yeah, I started the season uh, really well for some reason. It, uh, everything worked out from uh, from day one. Uh, two good clubs I was riding for, uh, just trying to enjoy it uh, day by day, and uh, yeah, I was going plenty of points and uh, definitely enjoyed it and felt 25, even though I'm uh, I'm a bit older than that. Yeah, there's never a, a good time to get injured, of course. Um, but like we say, you'd started um, the season on fire for both Peterborough in the Premiership and Glasgow in the Championship. And um, even the night before before you actually got injured as well, they'd had a, a stunning meeting at Sheffield as well. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was just some... I don't know why, it just seemed to work. Uh, the Sheffield meeting, of course, was in Eurosport as well. Uh, my first away meeting for many years has been number one as well. Uh, my first heat, I blew up an engine and I was like, yeah, this is going really well, but... My second bike was work, working perfect and uh, I think I had three heat wins on, on the bounce and 15 as well. So, yeah, everything was just working out. I was relaxed on the bike and I was enjoying myself. Um, so, yeah, Speedway is easier when, when everything goes good and uh, you're enjoying yourself. And, uh, yeah, I definitely did that. So, of course, it's a pain in the neck when I had injury the, the, the following night. Yeah, you, you mentioned how it happened the, the following night after uh, such a, a good meeting at Sheffield as well. Um, obviously, when the, the crash happened and, and obviously you've, you've been able to uh, gather your thoughts on that, did, did you realise just, just how serious it probably was? Um, not to start with. Uh, you know, I think the, the good thing is I can't remember the crash. Uh, there's like 12 hours that's completely gone. I had a you know, really bad concussion. Uh, on top of the other injuries I've had, of course. Um, but when I woke up, I felt all right when I was laying in bed at hospital, and I was actually thinking, ah, they do say it's going to be a long recovery time, but um, I think I'll, I'll be all right for the playoffs. But obviously, after a few days, I, I kind of found out that it, you know, that wouldn't be possible anyway, and uh, there was no reason for me to try rush back. Uh, you know, a broken back's gonna, yeah. It's a bad, bad enough as it is. So I just wanted to get it healed up properly and wanted to get back 100%. Instead, I tried to come back for the playoffs and still be in pain and not be 100%. So, um, yeah, decided to say that was it for this season and uh, fully focused on 2022 and, uh, yeah, fully fit for that. Yeah, how hard was it to take as well? Not just, obviously, the, the injuries, but because of, like we say, the, the, the <laughs> scores and performances you had been producing. Well, of course, it made it even worse. You know, I'm pretty sure if this injury happened in 19 when everything was going a bit bad, I'd probably think, yeah, that's just the way it is. But uh, because I was doing well, because I was enjoying my racing, I was enjoying the teams I was riding for, it was, it was very frustrating. Um, you know, this team, uh, Peterborough, uh, a lot of quite old people as well, but we, we, you know, we were gelling really well. We all had some fun. We were enjoying all the meetings we were going to. Uh, so to see the rest of them carrying on and uh, I'm just laying home, not being part of it... Uh, it's pretty frustrating and, and something you don't really want to do, but after a couple of weeks, you, you realise it's just what it is. And, yeah, you get on with it, don't you? You know, you live it day by day. And, uh, I've, you know, I've been enjoying the last couple of months at home. I've seen the family and you do other stuff, don't you? But, uh, yeah, I want to be fully fit and want to be back for 2022 and carry on where I left. Yeah, and as you've just touched upon there, obviously, Peterborough and Glasgow, um, it, they have both gone through the, the struggles at times. Nevertheless, the, they've both had fantastic <laughs> seasons in the end. Um, got got to the, the main part of the, uh, the business end of the season uh, fully involved as well so um, as you said how, 
How difficult is that just uh, just watching on from what, what goes through your mind? Well, well, especially around here, I still feel very much part of it because I don't know half of me having there. So I, I'm still been on all the team sheets and I'm, I've still been been there. Um, so and I'm still in the group chats and all that as well. So I still feel I'm a, I'm a big part of it. Um, Obviously, it's just yeah disappointing when when you're not able to race. Um, I wanted to be out there and, and try help the team to win. Um, whether we win or not, I probably you know I will get a medal if we win. Um, but it still don't feel the same when you when you're not there to actually do the do the job. Um, but it's good it's good to see the team's been carrying on. They're still top of the league, both of them, or up there. Um, so there's a good chance of them to make uh, some finals. And uh, yeah, that's just yeah figure day by day. Yeah, you've talked about the road to recovery as well. Uh, where are we currently at? Um, I've got an X-ray on Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, some good news from the doctor. Uh, I can take my brace off. Hopefully, uh, start some more physio. Uh, get back to some more routines where I've only been walking around for a bit and done a bit of uh, cycling as well. But uh, hopefully, I can get back to running and into the fitness and start lift some weights and, and do a bit more than I've been doing. Um, so uh, it's all pretty positive. And, and, and again, there's nothing I can't do, really. I'm just trying to take it, take it a bit more steady than normal. Um, so uh, there's still six months before yeah the tape goes up again. And uh, right now, I'm just hoping there's going to be a couple of clubs out there who want me for next season. And uh, I'll be definitely be ready for that. I'm sure that there will be one or two takers for Ulrich Ostergaard. What a tremendous season he's had this year. And uh, I think all of the boys uh, are obviously involved with uh, Peterborough have had a fantastic time, um, especially it was always a case of them staying fit, wasn't it? But that experience really has paid off this season. I'm talking like Ulrich Ostergaard's about 300 years old. I'm older than him. He's a whippersnapper. Absolutely no problems whatsoever. So still to come on No Breaks, No Fear, we preview the Speedway of Nations. It's coming to the National Speedway Stadium this weekend with Nigel Pearson and Kelvin Tatum and their thoughts of what lies ahead. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan. This is No Breaks, No Fear and turning our attention to the international scene because this weekend Britain hosts the final of the Monster Energy FIM Speedway of Nations. Seven countries coming together over two days at the National Speedway Stadium. Great Britain are of course involved and the Great Britain team is made up of Ty Wuffenden, Robert Lambert and Tom Brennan. Poland, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, Latvia and France all battling it out over some 43 heats. It's going to be a mega weekend and if you've got your tickets you're in for an absolute festival of Speedway and if the track delivers racing like we saw Monday night then it could be one of the best meetings you're ever going to see in your life. Let's look ahead to that now with uh, the two people who will be commentating on the TV uh, for this fixture, Nigel Pearson and Kelvin Tatum looking ahead to the Speedway of Nations. So Kelvin, a busy week in Manchester with uh, Monday night's playoff, of course, that uh, was Bellevue and Peterborough. Uh, But also we're looking ahead to the weekend and you and I are back in Manchester for the uh, Monster Energy FIM Speedway of Nations. Let's look at Great Britain as it's the British Speedway podcast. What are your thoughts on the selection? We've been debating this ourselves when we've been in the hotel at Stockley Park on Grand Prix weekends. Um, stick or twist in terms of GB with Ollie and Simon. They've gone for Robert Lambert, the Grand Prix rider with Ty, and Tom Brennan as the under-21 reserve. Tell us your thoughts. I think it was a no-brainer. I think when it was announced that um, Robert Lambert was going to be a permanent wildcard for 2022, um, 
you know, his performances at the end of the season, the Grand Prix series, were strong enough to warrant that. Um, you then put into the equation that he's won the European Championship. He has been a full-time Grand Prix rider this year. He's riding in the extra Liga for, for Torren. Um, I just think that that nudges it for him. Wolfenden obviously is a no-brainer. Uh, Tom Brennan as the under-21 is a nod to Bellevue. He's a Bellevue rider, but he he's a he's an upcoming rider. Um, and I have to believe, although he'll be very nervous, he will be very nervous. Um, he knows his way around the, the National Speedway Stadium. So, yeah, I, I can understand the, the decision. It would have been quite a shock, in my opinion, if they'd gone with Bewley. Well, there must have been a temptation, though, Kelv, because... Dan Bewley has been riding Bellevue superbly, mm. albeit in the Premiership and not the Extra Liga. Um, so there must have been a temptation to put a Bellevue rider in. Yes, and I sympathise with the decision. I really do. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be easy when you've got a rider of Bewley's class and ability, and he's a home rider. There must have been um, a nod towards him. They must have seriously considered it. And, and that, that I have sympathy with, but um, you can't allow, you know, sympathy to come into this. You've got to be hard-nosed. It's a world championship. Lambert and Wolfenden have ridden well together. They have a silver medal already. Um, they were brilliant uh, in Wrocław a few years ago. Was it 2018? 2018. So, you know, they came so very close to getting the better of Saifutinov and Laguta. If they can reproduce that, um, they'll go very close. Poland have Bartosz Marslik and Maciej Janowski. Mm. They've gone for Janowski, mm. which is a change to the semi-finals, but uh, mm. they've gone for the man in form. Yeah, and, and Dabrowski was there, and he saw the performance of uh, Janowski in the last two Grand Prix in Turin. And you know, two rostrums, rock-solid performance. Uh, he's trying to capitalise on that sort of performance. I, I guess he could have gone with Dudek as well. Dudek um, won the Czech Golden Helmet. Um, and has requalified. So, you know, he has an embarrassment of riches, really, uh, Rafael de Brocchi. Um, they've also got the under 21 world champion in Jakub Muscoviak. So, you know, they go into the meeting as favourites for me. But is it a two horse race? Can you see Denmark with Mikkelsen competing with Ion Madsen? No Freddie Lindgren for Sweden. So I don't know what you think, but I think it is between Poland and Great Britain. I don't agree with you completely. I think it's a four horse race. I think Australia come into the reckoning. I think Doyle and Frick will certainly be more than capable of taking points off people. I think Denmark, with Mickelson and Leon Madsen, will also be capable of taking points away from each other. And I see four teams battling. It wouldn't surprise me that uh, Great Britain and uh, Poland are in the final on uh, Sunday afternoon. But I do believe that Denmark and, and um, Australia have the potential and the quality to certainly be in the shout in with a shout as well. It's going to be fantastic, Kelv, because it's the end of the season. The weather forecast is very good as well, mm. which is important in Manchester in October. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and, and, as we know too well. Yes, and it's going to be a packed house as well. So it really is going to be a fantastic way to bring the curtain down on the season, isn't it? Yeah, and, and when you align that with the fact that we didn't have a British Grand Prix, you know, this is a wonderful highlight for Great Britain to have at the end of the season. We're in it. We were seeded, of course. We've got two riders that clearly are in decent form. Uh, and it's an opportunity for gold. Uh, we've got close before. Uh, and let's keep our fingers crossed in front of a, a packed audience, a, a full house, that we can bring the, the season down or the curtain down on a season 
with uh, a fabulous result. You know, the National Speedway Stadium is a fantastic venue for this event. The only one disappointment is that the first and third in the world are not here. Artem Laguta and Emil Saifutinov as the reigning champions, it is a shame they're not here. But aside from that knowledge, we're going to be in for a fabulous couple of uh, nights of Speedway. Feels like we're living in Manchester at the moment, yeah. Kelvin, with a bit of a, a bit of a diversion to Peterborough occasionally. Yeah, I'm spending too much time north of the Watford Gap. Service is nice, you know. I'm, I'm beginning to learn Northern, um, so I'm speaking a new language. But uh, hey, look, uh, when you come to such a great venue, um, coming to Manchester a couple of times in a week, hey, look, I'm more than happy to do that. Aligned with the fact that we're we're looking like we're going to be blessed with fabulous weather, so we could really have a spectacular end of the season. Uh, just a final thought, Kelv. Cardiff is back next year, mm. and that is cause for celebration. August the 13th next year, first time at Cardiff since 2019. That is going to be a massive moment for the sport in Britain and on a, on a worldwide scale. We've missed it, haven't we? Oh, Desperately yeah. missed it, and I think the fans have as well, of course. And riders as well. Riders love coming to the Principality. So we've got to think that, uh, and also I like it that it's a little bit later in the season. You know, we've had it relatively er early in the Grand Prix campaign in previous years. Um, but now we've had it once in September, but it's, it's kind of nice to have that to look forward to. You know, it's there. It's never going to be rained off because funnily enough, it's got a roof, which is great. So... Um, yeah, really delighted to see that 2022 is back on the calendar. Now, of course, we're hoping that we'll be involved. That remains subject to discussion at the moment. But what are your early thoughts on Discovery, Francois Ribeiro, with the presentation that they made in Torren in, mm. the, in the press conference? Everything looked really good. Tony Ricardson explaining his vision for youth development as well. Um, they certainly said the right things, and it does excite people, doesn't it? Yes, it was uh, a quite an ambitious uh, announcement they had. Um, Ricardson on side, great to see a great back in the sport. You know, he went and worked uh, for one of his sponsors for 15 years. He's now retired, as we know, um, and has the time and the energy. He's still a relatively young man to give to Speedway, and that's wonderful. Uh, Francois Ribeiro, who leads the team for the, uh, the, the discovery side of things for the new rights holders, is ambitious, clearly wants to put his mark <coughs> on the sport. And let's hope that uh, their vision can be realised because um, if it is, then we've only got very exciting times ahead. All about doubling TV audiences as well, which mm. is very exciting. Just a final thought on Paul Bellamy and his team at BSI. We've worked very closely with them down a number of years and Paul has been very loyal to us as a duo, hasn't he? He has, you're right. And uh, for that, I'm very grateful. Um, you know, there have been changes of broadcasters on three occasions and, and we have always been retained by Bellamy and his team. So Paul Bellamy has been loyal to us. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's a difficult moment for them. You know, it's an end of an era for them. Uh, and But all in all, they've been done a pretty damn good job. And as I say, I can only wish them the very best for the future. Thanks for your time, Kel. Bring on Saturday. Absolutely. Early start. What does that mean afterwards on Saturday night? Dangerous. Thanks very much indeed. See you in Manchester.
Yeah, stand by Manchester. Sounds like it could be a busy one. Those teams in full then for the Monster Energy FIM Speedway of Nations. Great Britain, Ty Woffenden and Robert Lambert with the under-21 rider Tom Brennan. Poland field Bartosz Szmarszlik and Maciej Janowski with Jakob Miskowiak as their under-21. Sweden, it's Pontus Aspergren and Jakob Thorsell with Philip Hestrom-Bangs as their under-21 rider. Denmark uh, field Leon Madsen and Mikkel Mickelson with their under-21 as Mads Hansen. Australia are made up of Jason Doyle and Max Frick and Kenyon Rue as the under-21. For Latvia, it's Andrei Lebvedevs and Oleg Mihailovs and Francis Gusts as the under-21. And for France, it's David Belego and Dimitri Berger with the under-21 of uh, Stephen Gore, who are three riders well-known to British Speedway. Gets underway at four o'clock on both Saturday and Sunday, a sellout crowd at the National Speedway Stadium makes for a fantastic occasion and good luck to everybody involved and we'll have reaction from that I'm sure on No Breaks No Fear next week and also we will know by this time next week who will be the Premiership Champions of British Speedway, will it be Peterborough will it be Bellevue, it certainly serves up to be a great occasion and that is live on Eurosport 2 on Thursday evening at 7.30. Have a great week in Speedway, wherever you're heading wherever you're going, whatever you're looking forward to particularly if you're heading to the Speedway of Nations have a fantastic time. Of course if you've enjoyed the podcast you can leave us a review and a rating that's always much appreciated. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network which is a great place to find all manner of different sporting podcasts whatever wets your whistle, baseball basketball, NFL hockey, golf, motor racing there's all sorts on there including Talking Point, the Planet F1 podcast snooker scene and the football stories podcast uh, all available right now and there's more speedway entertainment there too including humans of speedway which returns this thursday and we're chatting with chris louis about all of his life and times and how his dream meeting would look as well who would make his dream team how many members of the Ipswich 98 team will make the final cuts? Find out on that, which is released this Thursday. And no breaks, no fear. We'll be back next Tuesday evening and is a Nigel Pearson Media Limited production for British Speedway. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network.